Phil, that was uh, Fred Stella. Uh, aside from having great content and knowledge and being extremely interesting, he really does have a great radio voice. Yes, he and, does. Uh, so, and he, he has a radio show. So I don't know if that voice came after the show or he had the show because no, of I think it was a gift he's done uh, voiceover work and, you know, uh, narration and things like that as well. Yeah, he probably has one of the most unique perspectives on Hinduism of anyone I've ever encountered, hmm. uh, considering his background. Because you, you don't often find Christians or Jews or others from other traditions that convert to Hinduism. As no, matter, it's I rare. Have you feel if if he were to go to India, yeah, and you spent a lot more time in India than I have, and uh, he were to go to a temple or something and say, uh, "I'm a Hindu," would they yeah. take him seriously? Well, you know, that's an interesting question because uh, it would depend on the temple, it would depend on who the person is, it would depend on whether he was alone or. Uh, with a say a swami, uh, mm -hmm. you know, or somebody connected to the temple, it would depend on what he's wearing. Um, it's a good question because there are some of the you know more sacred temples in India, some of the more you know uh, traditional and orthodox one. They'll even have signs outside. They say you know you have to be a Hindu to come here, and mm -hmm. um, uh, other requirements like, uh, you know, you can't have eaten meat that day in some places, or if you're a woman, you can't be menstruating or whatever. And, um, but I've had trouble getting into uh, certain uh, temples. Uh, but then things started to loosen up in recent years. And some of those temples will now allow uh, non-Hindus or Westerners to come. And uh, but not always and not under every circumstance. The last time I was in Varanasi, I finally was allowed into the main temple there uh, uh, because things had loosened up a bit. And because I knew a Swami there who knew the people at the temple. And so he, he brought me and my group into, into inside. So things have lightened up and uh, it would depend on whether, you know, they believed him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. My other question was uh, related. Uh, do the, say, the monks from the self-realization fellowships uh, that, uh, you know, teach the teachings yeah. of uh, Yogananda and those that are very deeply involved, do they consider themselves Hindu? That's a good question. And, and there's no single answer to that. Um, you would you could ask the exact same question of the uh, uh, swamis. Uh, the monks and the nuns in the Vedanta society and, right, right. and, uh, and Vivekananda's he, lineage. He, and he, I know a lot of these people he, and some will say, yes, of course I'm a Hindu. And others will say, no, I, I'm, I'm a yogi or I'm a Vedantist. I, I don't like religious terms like Hindu and Catholic and Christian and all the rest. So it depends on the person. Right. And also, I think, if, look, if you say you're Christian, if you say you're Jewish, there's a process of conversion that's involved. Yeah. Whereas in Hinduism, I think if you said to a, you know, if you're, it, it's no big thing to them. And because I do know also people even in the TM world, if you ask them, if you had to pick a religion you were, they'd say, you know, I'm not really any religion, some some people, but if I had to pick one, I'd pick Hinduism. Right. So that's the belief system I'm most connected to. Right. And that's 
my spiritual tradition comes out of Hinduism and and uh, so so that that very interesting. Yeah, now, and that, that's I, the reason I asked him that question about identif self-identifying as Hindu because um, it's it's a, an interesting phenomenon. I've spoken to a lot of scholars about it. I've spoken to uh, swamis about it. And it's interesting because, you know, if, if people in America, you know, who come from a, a, a Christian or Jewish background, if they take up Buddhist practices like Vipassana or whatever, right. um, and or Zen, and, and very often they'll say, yeah, I'm a Buddhist. Right, exactly. But, but in with Hinduism, it's different. And, well, you know, why is it different? I don't understand I, that. Well, that, there's a lot of debate about that. And one of the factors is... Hinduism is associated with one country and one culture, uh -huh. India, whereas Buddhism, you know, is there's there's aspects of Buddhism that have come here from from Japan, from Tibet, from uh, Sri Lanka, from uh, Burma, you know, and other places. And so culturally, it's not a single entity. And I think also because Hinduism by itself is... Um, by its own nature, is so inclusive that um, they, you know, it's built in that you you don't have you can be Hindu or call yourself Hindu, not call yourself Hindu. Uh, the word Hindu and Hinduism are, you know. Uh, uh, they're kind of charged because there really was no such thing as Hinduism. It was a, a term as, uh, imposed upon India by the Brits uh, during the you know, the, the colonial era. So it gets complicated. Here's here's another question along those lines. That again, you could probably answer this better than most people I know. Uh, certainly better than me. Uh, in the United States now, there are a lot of. Uh, Indian families who came from India to the United States are, are, are soon to be Vice President Kamala Harris's mother was Indian. Mm -hmm. If an Indian, a, you know, fairly traditional Indian family uh, uh, has a daughter or son and they were to marry uh, somebody who, um, an American who wasn't from that, uh, that was Euro-American uh, or African-American. Happens all the time. Would, would, is there any pressure for that person to become Hindu, uh, it would depend. It would depend on the family. The family. Hindus are it, they're, they're they're not quite like that. It's not. But, you but know, it's when, not as much as it would be in in, in Judaism or Christianity. No, no. I mean, yeah. when you and I were growing up, I probably you had a similar experience. But when I was in Brooklyn, you know. Jews and, and Catholics were falling in love with each other all right. the time, just like whites, you know, right. white people and black people would fall in love. And some families were very protective about that, and they would not want intermarriage. And some people, you know, uh, were very open-minded. So it, it really depends. But, in you know, you would find a lot of people converting uh, it, for an intermarriage because... You know, somebody had to give and it was like, how are you going to raise the children and all that? I think things are, you know, much looser now. And but I do know uh, uh, people from uh, Hindu uh, families who, you know, are born in America. They go to school, they marry a Jew, they marry a Christian, they marry a Muslim, whatever it is. And there's, a, you know, much more acceptance of these things. But sometimes they'll have a traditional Hindu wedding 
uh, and have Hindu, you know, traditional Hindu uh, rituals and uh, coming of age, uh, rites of passage and all that. But they might also have the, uh, the spouse's tradition as well. There's a lot more uh, ecumenical feeling. Right, right. But I also want to uh, uh, ask you, Phil, uh, and this is for we we have people listening today that probably aren't so familiar with uh, SRF with Yogananda, uh, uh, the tradition that that Fred is associated with. Uh, you've written a book about Yogananda, and, and uh, maybe a few words to our listeners about uh, what that uh, you know just a little overview of 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 Yogananda's teaching. Well, first thing I would say is we have a number of uh, interviews in our archive with representatives of Yogananda's lineage uh, and with me about Yogananda when my book came out. So people can listen to those. Um, What? Uh, I think you should tell folks the title of your books. Well, thank you for the plug, Dennis. It's, no, but I mean, I think so. Some people no, are going to want to. Yeah, I get it. It's called yeah. uh, "It's the Life of Yogananda: The Story of the Yogi Who Became the First Modern Guru," um, and it's a fascinating life. And Yogananda was, uh, you know, a chief architect of um, uh, how uh, India's spiritual teachings uh, sort of uh, got implanted in American life. I don't want to go into it too much because, you know, people can read my book or listen to our interviews with, with people. But he was he was a, a vital piece of the story, especially because of his uh, autobiography of a yogi. And so, you know, Fred is, has been uh, part of that lineage uh, as a uh, uh, practitioner and uh, to some degree a representative. And uh, but also, you know, uh, participates in the life of a more traditional sort of Hinduism at, at a temple and in interfaith or, uh, events uh, than most Westerners, or most Americans uh, do. And uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted him him on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, fascinating stuff. And um, uh, I, a great guest, love to have him back on. And uh, uh, we'll post up information about his radio show. Yes, Common Threads. He's, he's involved in And uh, well, well, whether we're on the subject or not, <laughs> I mentioned it uh, in the beginning of the interview, and that is that uh, anybody that wants to help keep us on the air, uh, and we want to thank the people that already stepped forward and helped us, uh, we have a, a red button at spiritmatterstalk.com on the website that you can click and it, and in a very easy, effortless way can contribute to uh, 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 the, keeping our podcast on the air. We've been giving it for free. We want to continue that way. If you can't afford, keep listening. And you know what? Go through our archives. We've got 260 plus interviews there and some really fabulous people, not to mention the interviewers, but the interviewees. <laughs> and... Uh, Really, some great stuff, and and uh, uh, I mean, if you really want a rich body of knowledge about contemporary spirituality, uh, we we have it in our archives, and it's free and open to you. And but you know, please, if you can help us in any way, we would uh, greatly appreciate it. And uh, this is uh, December 2020. We're in the midst of this pandemic, hopefully coming to an end in the near future. But a lot of people have been forced inward. It's been very tough financially and, and psychologically on folks. 
and hopefully our podcast can help some of you uh, weather this storm uh, a little better and, and maybe develop some, uh, some insights and some tools in your own life to make, uh, make, give you a fuller life. Very well said, Dennis. Till next time. All right, sir. Take good care. Over now.